who you are. Help us to set our eyes upon Help us to set our eyes upon um, the things that you have done, the person that you are, oh God. Above the waves, above the pain, above the fear, above the shame, above the troubles. Help us to stay focused on you, oh God. Father, this morning we just begin to praise your name. Usande Blekia Zumbra Kebelene Oh, Shambra Vados, Atapia, Jendro Godia, Lacasuke, Rebehereba, Koshatala, Bacaradia, O Ramande, Kizunda, Bahadishka, Paradia. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Oh, wherever you are, begin to bless the name of the Lord. Indeed, as the song says, we'll set our eyes above the way. Father, we will thank you because you are God. We'll praise you because you are God. In the Barosh, Ketila, Vanda, Barekazuta. Randeke Zida Lavanda Kirana Moshka Paradika Zatala. Oh Shanda Brando Koshonda Valadeka Ramosho to Brahedesh de Kelebaya. Oh Ramande Kivazanda Brakuja de Nabata. Kelamo Shanda Brakadama Babahasha Talabaroko Sotelebelege de Lemanala. Izo Branda Kelabashunda Brakatala de Gelemonosata. Jambra Gaina Voromo Sonda Brakadele Diala. Zombra Gadela, Zombra Gadala, Zombra Gadela de Babasa Kapaya. Jambro Gadola Vekezila Barakasu de Lebela Katula Zadabarakadeida. Oh Rabando Soprain de Gelevela Kozombra Hadi. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Are we together? Are we praying together? Thank you. I thank you, I bless you, I bless you, I magnify you, I glorify you, I exalt you, I bless Thank you, precious Holy Thank you, Holy Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we bless you and we thank you because you are the eternal system of life. You are the eternal system of all creation. You are the eternal system from which all knowledge and light and truth springs from. You are the one, oh God, that sets systems in the heavens by which man can draw from. 
by which man can build with. You are the one that is the bright light that shines in the dark place. You are the one that marches, oh God, from the places of destruction, pain, and trouble. You are the one that marches forward out of it as the mighty man of battle, as the mighty man of strength. It is you, oh God, that marches out of the places of confusion and you bring clarity, truth, and grace. You are the eternal system by which righteousness is established, by which truth finds its meaning. Father, you are the eternal system of grace, hope, and peace. It is you, O God, that we look up to. It is you, O God, that we lean upon. If we were to try to understand, O God, the way by which we should build this world from the place of our growth with humanity, we will consistently fail at it. But Father, we are able to gain knowledge. We are able to gain understanding as to how we can build up this world as we look towards you, as we look towards your ways, as we look towards your system. Father, I ask this day that you will open up to us a well of revelation, that you will open up to us a well of understanding, that you will open up to us a well of clarity. Papa, give us this day our daily bread. My God, give us this day our daily bread. Feed us this day with a portion of your wisdom, a portion of your understanding, a portion of truth. Father, we ask that you will break out of us the stronghold of ignorance, the stronghold of ignorance, that you will fill us up, oh God, with knowledge and understanding, that your understanding will become a stronghold inside of us, that your knowledge will become a strong place within us, a place where we find safety, a place where we will find protection. Help us to hide ourselves in the revelation of who you are, for the revelation of who you are, oh God, is like a mighty tent set in the realm of the spirit that serves as a place of protection, that serves as a lighthouse that gives us direction every time we sail upon the seas of life. Father, your strength, your knowledge, oh God, is what we are crying out for this morning. Therefore, O God, we rise up, O God, from our beds, and we stand before the God of all creation. We stand before the God of the heavens and the earth. This day, O God, even as you are summoned us by your spirit, we say, here we are, sir. Here we are, O God. The army that you have prepared upon the earth, the remnants that you have raised by your spirit, here we are, standing before the altar of your word. Here we are, standing before the altar of your truth. Here we are, standing before the altar of your fire. As you have summoned us this day, we say, here we are, sir. Here we are, sir. Here we are, sir. For the voice of the Lord is like a mighty trumpet. For the summons of the Lord causes the dry bones to stand on the street. For the summons of the Lord causes even the baby that sucks at the breast of the mother to answer. Here we are, sir. Here we are, sir. As you have summoned us this day, we answer and we say, here we are, sir. For who is it that can ignore the summons of God? Who is it that can ignore the summons of God? Yamato Sata, 
Il a Maroko Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Father, I bless you. Because I know that this is the day for the breaking of chains. This is the day for the breaking of yokes. Every demonic yoke that Satan has placed upon your sons and daughters that should have no place in their lives. Mm. I thank you, Father, because as the sword of your word begins to come forth, those mm. yokes are breaking Amen. in the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you, because today is the day of the loosening of change. Today is the day of advancement. Today is the day of progress. Today is the day of forward movement. Today is the day of enlightenment, the kind of enlightenment that births a harvest. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Our God is worthy to be praised. Our God is worthy to be praised. Even as he has summoned us this morning, we answer to him. We answer to him. Um, I'm grateful for all that um, God is doing in the midst of us. And I believe so strongly that God is about to do even greater things and more things in the midst of his people. Um, Sorry, you're going to have to do my voice this morning. I cannot turn on my camera. Um, but let us we'll pray together. So this morning, there is something that the Spirit of the Lord um, has laid upon my heart, and it is a system of planting, the system of planting. Um, during the course of the, the last two weeks at Eden, I have been teaching about the code of the seed. I've been teaching about the code of the seed, and um, I just feel so strongly that, sorry, please mute your microphones. I can hear somebody moving around. Um, I just feel so strongly that in this season where we are at in the earth and even at the body of Christ, that God is calling for a harvest and God is calling for the harvest of seed. And God is saying that, you know, the time where the things that we have planted in righteousness, the time for us to begin to harvest them has come. And I feel so strongly that God is drawing our eyes back to the system of seed time and harvest, to the system of planting. And I feel like um, this is the day when we'll begin to see harvest that will make some people say, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know what I've done. I don't know why I'm getting this. You know, I didn't even do anything. And just look at the outpouring that is coming. It is not because you didn't do anything. It is because you cannot remember what you did. 
that one that warrants the harvest you are receiving. You know, I, I sense in my spirit that there are people who have said to themselves, I have sown a righteousness. I have tilled the ground. I have broken the ground for many people. I've broken the ground for ministries. I've broken the ground for, for, for pastors. I have broken the ground in business. I have given so much, but I feel like I haven't seen the harvest. I hear the spirit of God saying that if you will stand under the reign of the principles of planting and the system of planting in this same season you will reap a harvest in this same season you will begin to fill up your band because i god in heaven i have set myself to utterly scatter and to utterly disconfigure the plot of hell that seeks to stop the timing of god that has stolen the harvest of God's people even before it came into a season of harvest, before it came into the season of harvesting, the enemy went in and removed the crops. But God says, I have positioned myself this day to restore every single thing you have lost, to restore every harvest. Every time your band has been has been raided by the enemy, every time your harvest was raided by Satan, the Lord says, I am here to restore. He that steals, he's about to give back to you 10 times over the harvest that belongs to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. God will bless you. God will thank you. This is the season of the harvest. This is the season of return in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, yes. So, you know, in Genesis 8 verse 22, the Bible began to say, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. As long as the earth endures. There's another version that says, as long as the heavens and the earth remain, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. So God was basically in this scripture trying to say to us that as long as the two parallel systems that he built together, the system of the heavens and the system of the earth, as long as it remains, as long as it endures, that means, first of all, there is a time frame and a timeline for the earth as we know it, for the earth as we see it. So as long as it endures, so that means there is a season which the earth will remain and this earth that we know because we all know that a time will come that this earth will be eroded and another earth will come another heaven will come another earth will come but as long as this earth remains there are certain things that you cannot remove from it there are certain things that you cannot change it doesn't matter who you are if you jump from heaven and Okay, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, okay, great. Yes, we can hear you. Thank you. So it doesn't matter where you are standing in the world. If you jump from a building, you will fall, you will hit the ground. The law of gravity will always work in you and through you. So the Lord began to say, as long as the heavens and the earth remain, as long as this earth is in existence, there is a certain system that he has put in place. And the system is a system of seed, time, and harvest. I won't have a minister say that it is seed, time, and harvest, that you will plant the seed, you give it time, and then you harvest. So it is not just about planting, it is what you do in the midst of the time 
that determines the harvest. So I believe so strongly that God is speaking up to us today because every seed has got a cycle of planting. Every seed has got a cycle of planting. And I was teaching this the other day at Eden. And I said that the problem that a lot of people have is not that they don't have um, the possibility of reaping a harvest, but the problem is they are misplanting their seed. So because every seed has got a time, just because you've got a bright idea does not mean that the idea will bring forth fruit in this season. Just because the Lord revealed something to you does not mean that this is the time of the planting of the revelation of God. There are some things that God will say to you. There are some things that God will give to you and you need time for them to come to pass. There are people that have been laboring and plowing the ground and the things that they desire have not come to pass. Why? Because you take a seed that is meant to come at a particular time and you misplant it. You either misplant plant it in the wrong soil or you plant it in the right time or you don't plant it the right way. So, but the thing is, every seed has got a cycle of production. In the same way, everything you sow has got a cycle. It must complete for it to birth your desire. The cycle cannot be circumvented. If it is, it can never bring forth the natural fullness or the natural nourishment that God predetermined for it. So many times we are trying to circumvent um, the cycle of production. But you see, the thing you should pray about when you sow a seed, or when you sow an idea, or when you sow into service, or whatever it is you are sowing, one thing you want to pray for is, God, show me the season, the cycle of production for my seed. Show me the cycle of production. Because I found that many times we have said to ourselves that faith is forgetting the principles of planting. So you put a seed in the ground. I say, you know, I just have faith. God will do it when he will do it. God will do it, how he will do it. No, it is by the revelation of God that we know what the cycle of production for beans is. It is by the revelation of God that we know what the cycle for production of mango is. It is by the revelation of God that we know what the cycle of production for wheat is. God is not hiding it from us. But as people begin to study, they are able to tell, okay, this is how long it takes this to come forth. This is how long it takes this to come forth. The problem is that we have not studied God's cycles in our life. We have not studied the cycles of the things we are sowing. That is why many times we are left without a harvest. So you don't even know when to expect a reward. And so the enemy that knows that you don't know, he comes just a minute and a day before it begins to show itself and he snatches it from you. So many people are sitting upon things that they have sown and they are expecting a harvest, but it never came. Why? Because you did not study to know how does this work? When should this bring comfort? And so this morning, I want us to pray, first of all, for the cycles of harvest, for the cycles of production. I want you to ask the Lord to begin to reveal to you if there be any cycle that you have missed, if there be anything that you have planted that by now should be bringing forth fruit and you are not seeing it, begin to ask the Lord. Baba, open up to me. Give me a revelation of the things that I missed. Give me a revelation of the things that I did not see, the things I should have planted, the ways by which I should have worked, God, that I missed. Begin to reveal to me, precious Holy Spirit, the things that I should know, oh God, that I have missed. Can we pray? 
so father i ask my god i ask that in the name of jesus that you would open the eyes of your people that they may know the production cycle of the things that they are currently planting in the name of Jesus. Amen. And today, who should be in a season of harvest, I pray that you will open their eyes to know the production cycle of even the things they have planted in the past. In Amen. the name of our Lord Jesus. Father, Amen. I pray that the spirit of wisdom and mm. Yes, Lord, we pray for your wisdom and your revelation, oh God. A man that receives seed, a woman that says, I am positive in pregnancy. She has a cycle of time where she expects the baby to come forth. How is it that you have persistently sown and you have never reaped? How is it that you have persistently received the fertilization of God, but it has never come to full bloom? This morning, I begin to break, I begin to break that demonic cycle of hell, that demonic cycle of hell that puts you in a perpetual season of planting. And never have us sin. We break it by the blood of Jesus. We decree and we declare that you will not labor like a hamster running on a wheel. You will not labor like a hamster running on a wheel. Neither will you labor like a stationary bicycle, constantly rolling but never, never moving. Father, we decree that in the name of Jesus, we break that cycle of activity without productivity. Activity without productivity. We break it in the name of Jesus. Today, Father, we call for the season of the harvest. We call for the season of the plenty. We call for the season of momentum in the name of Jesus. So as long as the heavens and the earth remain, as long as the heavens and the earth remain, let the heavens bear witness. Let the earth bear witness. Let these entities that recognize the day when the heavens began, let them bear witness. Let the eternal host bear witness that this principle of God, it is not in my life it will be broken. It is not in my life that the principle of 
of seed time and harvest will be broken. But mm-hmm. I declare that every area of my life is responsive to the principles of God. Every yeah. area of my life is responsive to the principles of God. Every area yeah. of my soul, every area of my mind, my every area of my body is, is responsive to the principles of God. I decree and I declare that when I put in labor, I will receive reward in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, I pray for you. I pray for that man that has been laboring in a particular direction. And you literally said yesterday that God, Haba, what is it? I have been planting and planting and planting, but I have not seen any reward. It is almost like your shirts are in tatters and your hands have become bruised from labor. But the Spirit of God says, this day, I am taking the family instrument from your hand and I, the Lord, will begin to labor with you. For Amen. when grace steps into your farmland, something changes. When grace steps into your farmland, something changes. Even the harvest of the latter day and the harvest of the former day, God will begin to bring them to you. I decree and I declare over you that this day, that demand cycle that keeps you in the perpetual race of no productivity. I declare that it is broken in Jesus' name. Let the laws and let the principles of God be activated in your life. Let them begin to work in your life. I remove the dark clouds of hell. I shatter the dark clouds of hell. The demonic rain that falls upon the sea and makes it impossible for which to bring comfort. I remove it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible began to speak at the time of a parable of a people that woke up and they found out that their farmland, there were all kinds of things planted on the land. There were weeds, there were toys, there were tissues, their harvest, everything was gone. And he began to say, ah, an enemy has done this. And you know, I also pray, I see somebody and it's almost like God is speaking about the people that speak as though they are encouraging you. But they have been planted there to cause there to be a perpetual rain. It's like acid rain. And what I see in the, in the eye of my spirit is, as opposed to the right rain that enables the seed to grow, it is almost like it is acid rain, acid rain. And the enemy has mixed what should be the rain that enables production and productivity to come forth. He has mixed it with a form of acidity. So this morning, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we just begin to pray that that ends, that that ends, that that ends in the name of Jesus. Let everyone that the enemy has planted in our lives to ensure that it is almost like they continually encourage you, but at the same time, they dismantle you from being able to do the things you should do. Father, open our eyes. Open our eyes to be able to judge beyond words. To be able to judge beyond words. To be able to see beyond what is said in the name of our Lord Jesus. Because this day, it comes to an end. And so every entity, every system that the enemy has planted to break this eternal principle of God, I declare that that system this morning begins to bow to the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Every system like that in the lives of your children, I declare that it bows. You will not raise a child that you are feeding with money. You are feeding with knowledge. You are feeding with prayer time. You are giving, feeding with education. And yet that child does not grow. And yet that child does not bring forth. I declare that today it ends. The child that you sent to school, Nakaya, no man, I do, Nakaya. 
Lord Jesus. When you good health care in him, you will reap a harvest of divine health in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that your children will grow and they will work strong in spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. I declare that your marriage will grow and it will work strong in spirit. No longer would you say, I am tired. I have been giving and giving and giving, but nothing is happening in this marriage. I say to you by the Spirit of God that the season of harvest, the right cycle of life, is being reinstituted into your life this morning in the name of Jesus. Therefore, every demonic timing that Satan has planted in different areas of your life, I break it in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says concerning Esau, that while Esau ran out to go and get the, the meat that his father asked for to dress it and to cook it, that Jacob quickly entered in and Jacob took the blessing before Esau could get there. There is something about the stealing of the timing of a man. Esau was just 10 minutes away from the blessedness of the covenant. Esau was just 30 minutes, one hour away. In fact, the Bible says when Esau came, Jacob said, "Ah, uh-uh, but I just finished eating. I, you just left here. It was just, just a minute, just 30 minutes, and he missed it. No longer would you go for interview and they'll say, ah, we just gave the job to somebody else. Oh, we just gave the contract to somebody else. You will no longer miss the timings of favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will no longer miss the timings of favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let it begin to turn. Let it begin to change in the name of Jesus. Any kind of dark cloud that the enemy set up on your head, I declare by the blood of Jesus that it is breaking off you. This morning in Jesus' name. Let it on, let it on, let it on, let it on, let it on. Ah, the right timing in the name of Jesus. So when you when you go back, when this call ends, I want you to pray about something. I want you to ask the Lord, Father, show me the production, or should I say the productivity cycle of the things you have commanded me to plant. Look, there is no farmer that plants without a view of harvest. That farmer is not skilled. Every farmer that plants, he keeps in mind the cycle of harvest so that he knows when to bring in what, so that he knows when to increase the watering, he knows when to bring the fertilizer, he knows when to spray the pesticide, he knows when to prune, he knows when to root out. It is the knowledge of the cycle that triggers you to take the right actions at the right time. You don't know when to go and reconcile or when to ask or when to beg. That's the problem. So there are many people, I just see in my spirit eye, many people who were praying for their marriages and as you began to plant the right virtues because of the lack of the knowledge of what I'm talking about, you could not tell you were almost at the season of harvesting the new day of your home and your marriage. And so the enemy came and he sowed the seed and you responded to the seed of the enemy as opposed to responding to the cycle of God. And because you responded to the seed of the enemy, you truncated the process of liberation of your home. You truncated the process of the betting of the new day of marriage. But today, by the revelation of God, you will no longer respond to the triggers of hell, but you will respond to the planting triggers of hell.
heaven so that you will know which day to go and prune. You will know which day to go and water in the name of Jesus. You will know how to use your tongue to empower the things that you have planted in the name of our Lord Jesus. Oh, that was the system of cycles. The next system under the system of planting I want to talk to you about is the system of pruning. The Bible begins to say in John 15, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. He says, I am the true vine. Please mute your mic, please. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. That means there is another vine that makes itself like Jesus. That means there is another vine that looks like a vine. It feels like a vine. It sounds like a vine. It even blesses like a vine, but it is not the true vine. For wherever there is truth, there must be a contrary opinion. And so Jesus says, I am the true vine. So I think that the first thing you want to be careful about when you read the scripture, you want to pray about is God, show me the true vine. Father, show me the true vine. May I not go and connect myself. May I not go and plant myself. May I not be branched into a vine that is not you. Because you see, the thing about the false vine is that it looks like the true vine. Sometimes it gives you what looks like the blessings of the true vine. But at the end of it, it produces death in your life. And so I pray that the spirit of God will uproot you, uproot you. In fact, make that a prayer, Father. Uproot me from every false vine. Everything that has a seeming sense of not but does not give me the life that you have desired for me or put my business from the false vine or put my ministry from false vine or put my life from false vine or put my marriage, my children from false vine. Every lying vine that wants to feed my family, that wants to feed my children, every lying vine who has at the end... God, remove me from every false vine. My God, pull me out of every false vine. Break the system and the hold of false vines in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every false vine that seeks to work on every lying vine, but has a Every false vine that is nourishing your life, every false vine, every false doctrine, every false system that is trying to give you some form of learning that will break the knowledge of God away from you. Because you see, that's how the vine works. It supplies, it supplies nourishment. As a matter of fact, I just see children sitting in front of um, television programs. And the Lord says that those TV programs are like false vines. They are feeding and nourishing the children 
um, with seeming knowledge and seeming understanding, but yet inside of it uh, are little trickles of darkness that is meant to utterly uh, change the configuration of the minds of those children. So that when you are teaching them about God or Jesus, it is hard for them to receive it. It is hard for it to sit in their minds or in their hearts. This morning, in the name of Jesus, I pray that God will open your eyes to see every false fight that is trying to I cannot bring for the production of God. I pray that God will utterly see you from every false vine, every false vine that is giving you information. There is also God from every false vine in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I declare that your pipe is clear. So that there is a flow of the true vine, the nourishment of the true vine, the, the, um, the, the, the minerals of the true vine. Let it begin to flow. Let it begin to flow so that it can enter into your system and put out every lie of darkness in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare that I am a manifestation of the fullness of the true vine that is Jesus. I decree and I declare that there is a manifestation of the true vine inside of my life, inside of your life. I decree and I declare that the watering of the true vine is upon me, is upon you in the name of Jesus. I declare that the minerals of the true vine is flowing through my bloodstream, is flowing through your bloodstream, is flowing through your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let it be. Of Jesus, Jesus Christ, I say to your life and I say to the ears of your life you will not respond to the lie you will not respond to the lie of the enemy but I declare that in the name of the Lord Jesus that you respond to only the true vine you respond to only the true vine you respond to only the true vine in the name of the Lord Jesus let your life, let your destiny begin to vomit out Begin to vomit out everything that is not of God. Your life is intolerant to the infiltration of the false vine. It is intolerant to the infiltration of the false vine. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ah, Baba. I see in the realm of the spirit, I see a bottle. And what is written on the bottle is toxic liquid. And I see somebody chained in the corner of a dark room. And it is like you have been abused for so many years. And the person has been fed this liquid. And you know how you receive the head of a skeleton with bones crossing it, representing danger and toxic. I see it on the bottle. It's written toxic liquid and with that symbol of it. And the person is being fed with this liquid in little bits. And over the years, your system has adjusted. So even though it is breaking you down and killing you, yet from time to time, a counter liquid is fed to this person so that you don't die. 
but you are poisoned to the point where you cannot get up. Your, lane, your limbs are weak. Your legs are weak. Your organs are weak. But yet they are sustaining you just so that you are alive. I hear the Lord saying that this person has been fed this liquid for so long, but now I want to purge that system. Now I want to cause that liquid to be flushed out of you. No longer would you sit in the place of abuse. No longer would you be fed toxic things. Toxic things and you remove it because you are hungry because you have become so used to it and you think that you have no other choice. This morning, Jehovah Elohim announces to you that he did not light your candle so that it will be put under a bushel. He did not bring you into this world so that you will become an experimental body for Satan to use. But Satan will no longer experiment with your life. I say to you by the power of the Holy Ghost that the chains are broken of you, that God begins to flush out your system, that God begins to flush out your system in the name of Jesus. Every wrong proposition, every wrong doctrine, every toxic idea, every toxic word that have been spoken into your system and you are just barely surviving. You are going through life with it. You have made excuses for it. Today I say that the true vine appears to you. That the true vine appears to you. We plant in your life. We plant in your spirit. The true vine of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Even as God does not share his glory with any man, even as God does not share his glory with any man, I say to you that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that God will not share your life or your body with anyone. Let anyone that refuses the Lordship of God over you, let the person be removed and let only the will of God stand. Let every man be a liar and let God be true. And so I say that the truth of God that the power of the true vine, let it be instituted in your life in the Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. He says, I'm the father, and my father is the gardener. My father is the gardener. He's the one that watches over the planting. He's the one that watches, that knows the seasons, that knows what should happen. He's the one that knows when each one should be pulled and when each one should be cut. He says he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already claimed by the words that I have spoken to you. Now he began to say that God cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit, but he prunes the one that bears fruit. So it is almost as though that to every single person, there must, you must feel the effect of the sharp knife. So let me tell you what Satan begins to do. Satan begins to deceive you to think that the, that the season of pruning is the season of cutting off so that he, you are able to discern the difference between the two because each one has got the knife inside of it. Whether you bear fruit or you don't bear fruit, you will feel the sharp knife of the gardener. So Satan tells you when God is pruning you for your fruitfulness, that God is destroying you, that God is cutting you off. I say that in the name of Jesus, no longer would you misinterpret the dealings of God. But from today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of revelation, that you will be able to differentiate between the pruning of God and the cutting off of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will give in to the pruning. You will allow the pruning in the name of Jesus. No Amen. longer would you say, in the day when Satan cuts you off, 
from the blessings of God. No longer will you make an excuse for it and say, oh, it is the Lord pruning me. No, no, no. I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, you will know how and when to fight to retain your connection with the mind and not give in to the enemy in the name of Jesus. Make that a prayer for yourself. Father, help me to be able to distinguish and to be able to discern between the pruning and the cutting off. Between Mm -hmm. the pruning and the cutting off. May I not hold on to the things that you want to cut off. And may I not resist the things that you want to prune. Father, help me. Help me to be able to respond accurately and appropriately in each season of your dealing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Can you pray? Because what David understood when the people told him, kill Saul, kill Saul. After all, you have the power, you have the rights, you've been anointed. David said, ah, I cannot do such a thing because David understood that, look, this may look like a cutting off, but I know that this is a season of pruning because God wants me to bear forth more fruit. It is not about me sitting on the throne. It is about me being worthy to sit. God does not want me to repeat the errors of Saul. So God is taking me through a season of pruning while he's taking Saul through a season of cutting it may look the same. We may both be on the battleground, but what God is doing in the life of each one of us is different. I pray, I pray, I pray, God, may I not judge the dealings of your life in your, your word in me. May I not judge it to be the same as somebody that you are cutting off. May I not carry upon myself the burden of someone else's season. May I be able to descend mine in the name of Jesus. Oh, I hope somebody is praying. I hope you are praying for yourself. I hope you are praying for yourself because what I see Oh, Jesus, may I not misevaluate what you are doing? May I not misinterpret what you are doing? May I not carry somebody else's season upon mine? Oh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen, Lord. Amen. You know, um, there's something that I see in the spirit realm. And it is people who, um, it is almost like you ran by a false rumor. You, were, you ran by a false rumor. A false rumor came and it was like a wind that blew you in the wrong direction. Oh, they began to say, ah, the time of war is here, the time of war is here. And you did not wait to see if it is their own war or it is your own war. You did not wait to see if it is that God is cutting them off, but pruning you, because there's a difference between the two. You ran by the false rumor of somebody else. Now you are stuck in a place that you should never have been. I pray that as you receive the knowledge of truth, that God will begin to break off you the effect of every false rumor in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will not decide for your children based on a false rumor in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Jesus. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. May God give you the courage and the confidence to make the right decisions. You know, um, some of you will know Pastor Moses and some of you don't. Um, Some years ago, God began to speak to him and his wife about the school that they should send their children to or their child to. And as at the time when God was telling them to send their child to the school, 
it was a time where the just crisis had just started. So we're hearing of bombings, we're hearing of fighting, we're hearing of all kinds of things. But the school that God was asking them to send their child to is a school in Joss. So everybody said, look, it's a no-brainer. It is common sense not to send your child there. But they said, the Lord said to us to send our child there. It didn't make any sense at the time. It felt completely uh, irrational and irresponsible of them. Okay, so sorry, I'm back. My internet is just going off. So I was saying it felt completely irrational and irresponsible of them to send their children to this school at that point in time. But it was what the Lord was commanding them to do. And so they did not move according to the rumors of the time, they, but they moved according to the word of the Lord. The child had been in that school now for almost I don't know if it's even above or almost six years and has done so well. In fact, they've added the other children, you know, to them. And it is obvious that that is where God wanted to plant them because of the discipline in the school, because of the kind of life, because of the way they are nurtured, they are taken care of with, you know, all of that. And if you think, think about if he followed the false rumor at the time, and said, ah, it's true, this thing does not make any sense. And he puts aside the word of the Lord and he went to labor and gather money and sent the child to a country, another country, because, oh, the best way to put the child is in America or is in London or is in Scotland or is, and gathers money and sends the child outside of the boundaries of grace. Imagine what would have happened to that girl. Imagine who she would be today. Maybe she would have been fighting with suicidal thoughts, depression and all kinds of things. You must be planted where the Lord wants you to. Do not follow the false rumors. So as we began to talk about planting and pruning versus cutting off, I just said so strongly that God wants to correct the path of some people. You made some moves by a false rumor. You made some moves because someone else made doctrine out of the things that God cut them off from. And they began to say, ah, this is the pruning of God. This is what it looks like. No, there is cutting off and there is pruning. And I pray that God will help you to be able to descend between the two in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Today that are pruned, the purpose of the pruning is that it causes there to be more fruits, more fruits. How can you test if the season you gave yourself to is a cutting off or a pruning? It is that the end of the pruning is that you begin to bring forth much fruit, much fruit. More things begin to come out of your life. The thing about a fruit is that that is what you eat. That is what tells you the, how nourished the plant is. If it is a plant that was deprived of nutrients and nourishment, then the fruit in itself will be deformed and defective. But if it is a plant that has been rightly rooted, rightly watered, rightly fertilized, it brings forth good fruit. And so the way you judge a season, whether it was a cutting off or a pruning, is the characteristic of the fruit that comes out of it. When people engage with you, do they say, my goodness, you are a much better person than now than who you used to be? When people hear you speak, when you look at the righteousness in your life, when you look at holiness in your life, has it grown or has it reduced? Many people are defending the cutting off of God and they are calling it pruning. 
but you can judge whether it is pruning or cutting off because in the pruning, you become more righteous. In the pruning, you become more loving. In the pruning, you become more peaceful. In the pruning, your mind is more at peace. In the pruning, you begin to grow. But in the cutting off, the glories that you used to have begins to reduce. You see yourself overnight. The gifts you used to work in, they begin to reduce. The capacity you have begins to reduce. There is a diminishing effect in the life of one that is being cut off, but there is an increasing effect in the one that in the life of the one that is being pruned. There is a, a drawing into outer darkness in the one that is being cut off, but there is a journey into deeper intensities of light in the one that is being pruned. You can judge whether you are in a season of pruning, pruning or a season of cutting off by the fruit that you begin to exhibit. Have you not seen a time when a man is mourning the death of somebody or you are going through a season that looks on the outward like a painful season, but you are growing in the knowledge of God. You are growing in the revelation of the spirit. Your altar of fire is lighted like never before, but on the outward, it looks like you are perishing, but on the inward, you are increasing even in greater measures. This is how you distinguish between cutting off and pruning because the Bible declares that the way you can know that you are being pruned by God is that much fruit is coming out of you. But I pray for you that Satan will not go and stand in the season of the harvest of your pruning and steal the fruit from you. He will not steal it from you. What should be the result of a pruned life would not become the result of a cutting or cut off life in the name of the Lord Jesus. God requires your partnership this morning. God requires your partnership this morning. Please. Mute your microphones and close your cameras if you don't need to. Close your cameras. God requires your partnership this morning. And I pray that as you partner with God, that every single thing that he wants to give to you, you will receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the, the third system I want us to pray about is the system of the soil. The Bible began to speak in Matthew um, in Luke 8, verse 5 to 18, it says, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell on the path, you know, and it was trampled on. It says, And the birds ate, ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered. They had no moisture. Other seed fell on among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still, other seeds fell on a good soil. It came up and yielded a crop. He said a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears, let him hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said to them, listen, he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others, I speak in parables. He says, so that even though they are seeing, they may not see. Even though they are hearing, they may not understand. I need you to understand something today. That it is not the will of God for you to be a believer that does not have understanding and revelation. It is not the will of God for you to be a believer that does not see visions, that does not have dreams, that does not have revelation or enlightenment. It is not the will of God for you to be devoid of understanding. Jesus said to them, that he says to others, I am speaking a parable, something that they cannot decipher. They know there is something there, but they cannot pinpoint it. He says, but to you, 
I am giving you a secret. Remember, March is the month, is month, March is the month of secrets. He says, to you, I am giving you the secret of what? The kingdom of God. I am giving to you the secret of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God speaks about the sphere of the influence of God. It speaks about the sphere of the power of God. It speaks about the jurisdiction of God's power and God's lordship. So Jesus was saying to them, wherever God's authority extends to, you can extend there because of these things that I am telling you. Wherever God is God, you also can stand there because of these things that I am telling you. To others, it is something that makes them blind, but to you, it is something that makes you see even in a greater measure. He says, I am giving you the secrets to the kingdom of God. He says, this is the knowledge that produces the secret. But to others that they may not see, that they may not hear, and they may not understand. You see, that's why I always pray, Lord, give me eyes that can see, ears that hear, and a heart that understands your word. Because the moment you can come into this knowledge of God, you begin to hold the secrets to the authority that comes from the kingdom of God. Now, what was the secret that God, Jesus, was saying to them? He says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. Remember, the way you are able to explain the systems of God is that as you look at the way God does his thing, you take it and you use it as a blueprint for what you should do. It says the farmer went out to sow. It was not just any man that went out to sow. It is a man that is called the farmer. Even though we know that this is God, but there is this system is replicated upon the earth. And God, the farmer, has given birth to farmers because a man must give birth to his kind. And so we also are farmers. He said he went out to sow. So do you understand that you are a farmer? The Bible says the power to life and death is in the tongue. Of his fruit you will eat. Whatsoever you say is what you become. You must understand that we are farmers. He says, and the thing about a farmer is that he's a skilled man. A farmer knows the terrain upon which to plant. A farmer knows when to water. A farmer understands the techniques around planting. I pray that the dimension of the farmer will come out of you today. I pray that the dimension of the farmer will be provoked within you today so that you become skilled and you become an expert at planting and rooting and establishing the ways of the Lord in every aspect of your life. I pray that God will open your eyes and you will see like the farmer sees. You will evaluate like the farmer evaluates. You will begin to grow in the skill of farming. You will know how to uproot atmospheres that are demonic. And you will know how to plant spiritual atmospheres. You will know how to navigate through different kinds of soil. In the name of the Lord Jesus, because you have come into the season of planting. It says a farmer went out to sow. And so the farmer does not sit in his house, believing that the seed and the, and the fruit will come. But you go out to sow. And I pray that every time, every area where you have sat on your seed, you have sat on your seed in the convenience of your home. Your home speaks about the place of safety. Your home speaks about the place of comfort. Your home speaks about the usual, what you are used to, what you know. But the moment you go out, you, you are subject to the conditions of what is outside. So outside speaks about vulnerability. Outside speaks about inconsistency. Outside speaks about um, a lack of control. But for a farmer to harvest, for a farmer to be able to receive reward, he must go out. So today, I pray, let courage fill you up. The courage to step out of your comfort zone. The courage to step out of the usual. In case God is saying to you, oh farmer, 
It is the season of planting. I pray that as the Lord begins to speak that to you, that you will receive the audacity to be able to embrace the word of the Lord and to step out to do what God is commanding you to do in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is locked, anyone that is locked into any mindset of safety, may God break that away from you. May May God break that out of you. I don't want a demonic sense of safety. I don't want a demonic sense of comfort. I don't want a demonic sense of, you know, it is well when it is not well. But I pray that God gives unto you the courage. Pray for yourself. Let God give you the courage to be able to step out, the courage to be able to make the bold moves, the courage to be able to go out because the seed is useless in your hand if it's not planted. The seed is useless in your hand if you don't step out. Ask the Lord to begin to show you the places that you need to step into, the conversations that need to be had, the things that you need to do, the meetings that you need to hold because the farmer goes out with a purpose in mind to sow. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord to break you out of the comfort zone. The children of Israel were in the wilderness for so long because they kept saying there are giants in the land, there are giants in the land. Excuse me, the giants are bred for you. Ask God to give you the strength to be able to step out, to be able to break the boundaries of comfort and safety, to be able to do the unusual so that you may come into the fullness of God so that you may come into the fruitfulness of God in the name of Jesus. The farmer goes out to sow. The farmer goes out to sow. The reason why you are where you are is because you have still not gone out. The reason why you are where you are is because you have still not put yourself at risk. The reason why you are where you are is because you are not taking chances. The reason why you are where you are is because you don't have the courage to to submit that presentation. The reason why you are where you are is because you are still not putting that bead. The reason why you are where you are is because you have still not made that request. But a farmer goes out to sow. A man that has seed in his hand knows that the destiny of the seed is in the field. A man that is a farmer knows that the destiny of his life is outside, not inside the house. I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that God will enable you to make the right moves, to make the bold moves in the name of Jesus. Go out to sow. Go out and sow. Go out and sow. It is time to put that book out. It is time to go and do that IVF process. It is time to go and dismount to that business and say to that partner, look, it is not the will of God for us to work together. It is time to make the right moves. If not, your seed will be inundated and useless in your hand. The seed is not for the home. The seed is for the field. The seed is not for the home. The seed is for the field. There are some of you, God has given you seed that is meant for nations. God has given you seed that is meant for Australia. God has given you seed that is meant for Papua New Guinea. God has given you seed that is meant for Syria alone. What are you still doing in the UK? What are you still doing in Russia? God has given you seed that is meant for Ethiopia. What are you still doing where you are today? By the voice of the farmer, 
I call you out, the chief farmer, the head farmer. I say to all farmers that have been raised by God, it is the season to step out. It is the season to go out. And so the grace and the courage and the audacity to break the usual, let it come upon you in the name of Jesus. Let there be an anointing for the new day. Let there be an anointing for the new season. Let there be an anointing for the new time. Let it come upon you in the name of Jesus. Is somebody praying this morning? I pray that the grace of God will hit you where you are. The courage and the confidence to step out. The courage and the confidence to go out. Pray for yourself. Put your hand on your head and say, my God, I receive courage. My God, I receive boldness. My God, I receive understanding on how to walk on the path. Father, this seed in my hand will not perish with me. This seed in my hand will not die with me. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, I will be able to step out. This seed in your hand will not die with you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I need you to understand that the seed that you hold is the seed of generations. The seed that you hold is the seed of generations. Your ability to plant in this day will become what your children will reap from and benefit from in future days. Your inability to plant in this day will become the inability of your children to rise up in their time. Your inability to stand in this day will become what will paralyze future generations even before they were born. I need you to understand that this is an eternal rule that farmers must go out to sow. It is an eternal rule. It is not optional because you see the future is dependent on the now. And so the inability of the now to sow, it distorts the future and it truncates the eternal plan of God. May you not be the one that heaven will record that truncated the eternal plan of God. But may it be recorded that when it came to the season of you, when it came to the season of you that you planted, that you planted in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be the one that spoils or corrupts or breaks the legacy of farmers, but you will be the one that increases the productivity. And it will be recorded that when your father sold 10, that you, you sold a thousand in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. But you see, before we leave this scripture, I want you to pray. God, open my eyes to see the seeds that I have. Yes. Open my eyes to see the seed that I carry. I'm not praying for you. Pray for yourself. Ask the Lord to show you the seed that you have. Ask the Lord to show you the seed you carry. Ask the Lord to open your eyes. This one is not tongues. This one is prayer you pray in your understanding. This is a prayer you pray in your understanding. Don't just speak tongues that you don't understand what you're asking for. Ask the Lord to show you. Because you see, the problem is many of us don't even know the seed. We don't even know what we are carrying, the quality that is deposited in our 
our lives. So ask the Lord to open your eyes to see the seed that you carry, to see the blessing, to see the gift, to see the potential, to see the capacity that you have. Oh, so that you will not be a man that is sitting on God, the capacity of future generations. You will not be a man that is sitting on the capacity of God, the capacity of future, future children. But let God show you the seed in your eyes. Let God show you the ability in your heart. May you not die with the seed that was given to you to God. May you not even eat the seed that was given to you to God. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, let revelation come up to you that you may know the seed that possesses in the mighty name of Jesus. May God come Give me a revelation of the name that I can't this morning. I want to leave you people with a scripture. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I want to leave you with a scripture. In Proverbs 24, verse 30 to 34, it says, I went past the field of a sluggard. So versions say, I went past the field of a lazy man. It says, past the vine of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere and the ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. I, I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. He says, I went past the field of a sluggard. That's to tell you that even a sluggard has a field. Every one of us were given fields by God. Your field is a sphere of influence. Your field is the area mapped out by God where you have legal rights, divine legal rights to sow, where you have legal rights to bring forth a harvest, where you have legal rights to raise for yourself um, a multitude, where you have the rights to be able to build legacy, to be able to erect structures that can be handed out from generation to generation. Your field is your family heirloom. Your field is that thing you will give to your child and say, take. It was a field that God gave to Abraham, that Abraham gave to Isaac, and Isaac gave to Jacob, and Jacob gave to the children of Israel. It is of that same field and that same covenant of Abraham that we are reaping today. There is a field that is given to every man. There is a blessedness that is given to every man. There is there are giftings and talents and capacities that are given to every man. He says, I went by the field of a sluggard and passed the vineyard of someone who has no sense. So there was a field of the sluggard and the vineyard of a person that doesn't have sense. He doesn't know what to do with it. So you have a vineyard. So you probably have fruits growing, but your grapes probably have started growing, coming up, but you don't have the understanding of what to do with it. Listen to me, this thing I'm saying is a very serious matter. Because as a minister of the gospel, and as someone who has got the eyes of the spirit groomed, I consistently meet people. And sometimes from the first conversation, it is like I can see their future. It is like I can see 
who you are called to be and what you carry. And that's what it is most times when you give a prophetic word. You are basically speaking and echoing what the Lord has already locked into a person for a time, for a season, or for the future. And so many times I meet people like that and I can see it so clearly. And I say, oh, you know what? I think you're called to be this. Well, I think you should do this. And sometimes people, people are like, oh, no, it's not me. It can't be me, Pia. And I'm like, no. Because what you think is humility is being a sluggard in the spirit. What you think is humility is being like a man without sense in the spirit. It is not beautiful. Neither is it um, admirable to be somebody who does not understand spiritual principles. It is not a beautiful thing to me if I were a man and I'm looking for a wife, I will never marry somebody who does not understand how to navigate in the realm of the spirit because that is where life comes from. So it is not an admirable posture to take, to say, oh, I don't know. I don't think it's me. I don't, no, no, no. Listen, you have got a field and you've got a vine. And there is no neutral ground in the realm of the spirit. Satan has got nothing that he created. All the things he plunders and all the things he tries to eat from are things that were given to man by God. So how is it that what God blessed you with that should be for the extension of the kingdom of God has now become a tool and a weapon in the kingdom of Satan? How is it that the sons of God have given over their inheritance to the dark one and he now begins to use the very thing that you refuse to use, he now uses it to torment you? Because you see, because locked into the field of every man is the DNA of the man, is the configuration of the man, so that your field will not fight against you and your land will not hustle against you. So God gives you the right configuration and your field carries that configuration so that the day you put seed into your field, your field will respond to your seed. Why? Because it is your field. So it is built the same way you plant apple in America and it grows in America. Why? Because America is the right field for apple. The right atmospheric conditions, the right conditions of the soil, the water, every single thing works for that seed. That's the same way the field that God has given to you is the field that responds to you. It carries your DNA, it carries your configuration so that every time you sow into that field, it must bring forth fruit to you. There is the field of talent, there is the field of location, there is the field of people, there is the field of systems. There are certain fields that God has giving that a specific so there are certain fields that God has given to you that have configured to favor you and to work for you but you see if you allow the enemy to take that field the same way it is configured to bless you that's how the same the same way the enemy has the secret that is configured to kill you. So he is no more shooting and hoping it will hit you. Now, when he shoots through your field, he is sure that it will hit you. Why? Because the field is configured to have your DNA. There are certain people that the field God has given to them is the field of sound, the field of knowledge, the field of medicine, the field of business. When they lay their hands to do it, it prospers. May you not miss your field. Amen. May God open your eyes to see your field. May God open your eyes to know the vineyard that he has given to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. He Amen. says, when I went past the field of the lazy man and someone who has no sense, thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone walls was in ruins. Listen to me. The things you see in your life that look like thorns, weed, is not necessarily the attack of Satan. 
Sometimes it is the attack of laziness. Sometimes it is the attack of a lack of knowledge. It is the attack of ignorance. It is the attack of being sluggard and slow. You are not able to catch the wind in each season. You are not able to wide ride the waves of the interferences of God. You are not able to hop on the, the horse the moment the Lord releases it to run. Sometimes that is it. It is not Satan that has done it. Sometimes it is you that did it. You did not move where you were supposed to move. He says, thorns came up everywhere. Why? Because you made room for the enemy. Do not give room to Satan. Do not give room to Satan. Close up. Close up. Because why? The land was configured by God to grow things. So if you don't plant, something else will grow. If you don't plant, something else will grow. Stop complaining about the people that leave you or about the spouse that is not functioning well. If you don't plant, something else will grow. If you don't give it what it needs, another thing will grow on the land. Why? Because it is normal for the land to grow things. That is what it was made for. So you must understand the need to plant quickly. The need to plant. It may be an idea of a field God gave to you. You have done presentation, announced it, talked about it on social media. No wonder other people are planting and you, you are not harvesting anything. Because if you don't plant, someone else will plant. So you must move quickly. It says, if not, what when the day you are looking for food, what you'll find are thorns. The day you are ready to plant, you will first have to go through the pain of being pricked by the thorns before you can now find space to plant it. And the thing about weed is if you allow it to grow, it continues to rise up consistently in seasons. And the weeds fight against what you have planted. So don't even give the weed any room. Don't give the weed any room. You have to plant in the right season. He says the stone walls were in ruins. That means this man even had fortification that were built around his vine. He is supposed to have covering. He is supposed to have protection. He's supposed to have fortification. But even the stone walls have started breaking down. Hear me. The sign of a man whose vine is being plundered is that you begin to feel the prick of thorns. You will begin to feel the competition of weeds. And you begin to feel the infiltration of the serpent. Why? Because your walls are broken down. The sign of a man who is not laboring right is that you will begin to feel the the, the prick of thorns, you begin to feel the competition of weeds, and you begin to feel the effect of the serpent that has entered your life. Why? Because your walls are broken down. Hear me. It says, and it was all in ruins. It said, I applied my heart to observe, to what I observe, and learn a lesson. It says, a little sleep, a little slumber. It says, and a little folding of the hands. So it's a little sleep and a little slumber. There's a difference between sleep and slumber. Yes, you sleep to rest, but you slumber. You forget yourself. You throw yourself anyhow on the bed. It says, you just do it just a little bit. Oh, you know, I'm just going to let this go a little. I'm just, it says, what then happens is that poverty comes upon you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. So I pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus. That God will make you quick, quick in planting, quick in planting. That God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that you will not leave your vineyards, you will not leave your fields to be plundered by Satan. I pray that the blessing that God gave to you will not boomerang on you, 
will not become the thing that Satan will now rewire and use it to take you down. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, this morning we begin to take back our fuel. Oh, in fact, before we go, I need you to just repent before the Lord and ask the Lord that, Father, have mercy on me. Oh, God, forgive me. To every field that you gave me to plant that I did not plant, my God, have mercy on me. To every vine that I have left and given over to Satan, God, have mercy on me. My God, I cannot just rush in this morning and say, I'm taking it back, I'm taking it back without repenting. God, I repent. My God, I repent. I repent for not sowing into the right places, for not sowing at the right time into my life, for not sowing at the right time into my business, for not sowing at the right time into my marriage, for not sowing at the right time into my ministry, for not sowing at the right time into my gifts, for not sowing at the right time into my health, for not sowing at the right time into my relationships. My God, I repent, I repent, I repent. I ask, oh God, that you will turn my mind around, that you will turn my mind in the right direction. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God, I hope you are praying. I hope you are praying for yourself. This is a time of repentance. My God, I lay it all down at your feet and I ask for your mercy. I ask for your mercy. That mercy will come from heaven. That mercy will come and help me. Deliver me from the effects of yesterday. Deliver me from the injustice of yesterday. Deliver me from the laziness of yesterday. My God, I ask that you have mercy. I ask that you forgive me in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask, oh God, May I not continually eat of the effect of my inability to rise up in the previous season. But Baba, have mercy on me. Baba, have mercy on me. That in this season, oh God, that as I seek to rise up, may there be no voice, may there be no stronghold from yesterday that is fighting against me. Father, I ask the enemy has over me by reason of a wrong seed that I sowed or even it thereof. My God, have mercy on me. My God, have mercy on me. My God, have mercy on me. Oh, Jesus. I am tired of the thorns and the thistles. My God, have mercy on me. I am tired of the effect of the serpent. My God, have mercy on me. Father, help me to respond quickly. May I not be like the sluggard. May I not fold my hand in the day that I'm supposed to go to war. May I not be found sleeping in the day that I'm supposed to be standing. May I not be found eating seed in the day that I'm supposed to be planting. Baba, have mercy on me. To every gift and talent that you have given to me, that I have played down on, that I have trampled on, and I have made small. My God, have mercy on me. Oh, have mercy on me. Oh, my reke Oh, Father, have mercy on me. I have only one life to live. I have only number Cycles to rescue me, me. Oh, for everything that has been wasted. Jesus, have mercy on me. According to the cycles of my life, Jesus, help me to sow. Jesus, show me how to rise up and rebuild the things that have been ruined and rebuild the things that have been broken. Shaka, <laughs> 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 
Let everything that has fallen apart in your life by reason of this cries for mercy and this posture of repentance, let them all begin to come back together in the name of Jesus. Because there is a race ahead of you to run and there are lands for you to conquer. Oh, I pray that you will not be this. Oh, Father, have mercy, O God, restore us by your mercy, O God. God, we position you in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we give you praise. You God. Father, we give you praise. God. For in the day of your power, the people shall be willing. In the day of your power, the people shall be willing. Help us to embrace the eternal systems by which you hold the world in place. May we not rebel against the ancient landmarks. May our lives not be in rebellion to the very things that have been created to sustain us. But may we go in the direction of the tide of the spirit. May we swim along with the waves of the spirit. May we be carried into heights by the hand of the spirit. Even as we give ourselves solely to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. God bless you. Um, I pray that as you go forth this day, that God will be opening your eyes. All the field that God gave to you that has been encroached on by the enemy, tons and tissues growing, may the restorative process of God just Mm -hmm. come into place for you in this season. Mm -hmm. And as God restores you, may you not give up what you have to the enemy anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, as you go through the day, please remember to go back to the scriptures, pray with them, pray about them. And I know that as you do so, the Lord will strengthen and sustain you. Please remember me in your prayers always. Remember me, remember the prayer in team in your prayers. May God continue to strengthen us. And may the fire upon this altar never die out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Have a good day.